Hi, I'm Jocelyn, host of the Positive in Pregnancy and Motherhood podcast. I help pregnant women and mothers to find positivity in their season of life through changing their thoughts to work for them and not against them. I help mothers find the small, doable steps in thought and action without making drastic changes to their everyday mom life. And I can help you. Thanks for joining. Hey, it's Jocelyn. Welcome to the Positivity in Pregnancy and Motherhood podcast. And I am really excited today because I have a friend with me. It's actually funny how I met this friend. I found her on a website of a business coach I was following. And I looked into her and started following her and emailed her and told her I like pregnancy as well. So I'm going to read you Kim's bio and then we'll get to meet Kim. Kim is a certified life coach who loves birth. She has gained a wealth of knowledge from her own six births as a doula and as a coach, helping many mothers to experience healing after tough births and to gain confidence for upcoming births. It is her passion to empower mothers in their birthing experience, no matter what the experience. So welcome to the podcast, Kim. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. Oh, it's so good to have you. I really could have used you because my first first birth, <laughs> it's a tongue twister, was a little traumatic and going through that second one was kind of scary. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. That's you are like the perfect client that I love is the one that's had something tough. And when they get pregnant again, it brings up all the stuff from the last birth. So, okay. A little bit about me. I am a mom to six awesome kids. They range from the oldest is 21 and they go down to five years old and, um, I homeschool them. I, we just do all the things I love birth. Um, I love all things birth. People kind of know me as, Oh, she's, she's the one that will talk about your uterus with you. You know, that's me. <laughs> um, so I love all things birth. Um, yeah. Anything else? What other questions? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. Um, so we'll kind of move into our, our podcast topic a little bit. How did you get into this? How did you get into like loving birth? Okay. I did not always love birth. I had no idea what I was getting into. I remember that first time I saw the pregnancy test positive and I was like, Oh, this is happening. There's no way out. You know? And I was like super excited and super nervous and all the things. And, um, my first birth, uh, was, well, I'll say this, my first two births I did with epidurals and I had forceps with both of them. Um, the first one was honestly probably more traumatic birth, but I didn't have anything to compare it to. And I had zero expectations of it. And so I really felt like it was kind of a good birth. And the second one honestly probably looked like an easier birth. And I was super traumatized by that one. And, and that was the point that I was like, whoo, doing something different here. And so I really wanted to go unmedicated with the next one. And so I did, and that was a great experience. And I thought I knew all things birth and you just get to create your own birth and you just need to be knowledgeable and know what you want. And I whew, gained all this confidence that I thought I knew how to do it. And I did that with my third and number four and number five was just 
Primo, I, I could go into that birth, but that's probably another podcast. It was incredible. And so um, with number six, I just thought, hey, this baby's going to walk out. I totally know what I'm doing. And it was um, super tough birth and a baby was healthy in the end. Like everything was fine, but I was broken after that point. Cause I was like, wait a second, I know how to do birth. And it rocked my world because I felt like my body was broken and all the things, all the things happened in that birth. And, um, and I was already into the life coaching thing. Some, I wasn't a life coach, but I had a life coach and I was learning the concepts of it and in using that stuff and applying it to that birth. Um, that birth is my second favorite. Number five is my favorite birth, but number six is my second favorite birth. I learned a ton in that birth and it didn't go like I thought it was going to. And that was my beginning of saying, whoa, this is what I want to do. Because I thought before is like, oh, I just need to empower moms and they need to know what they want and they can create the birth they want. And that's not how it goes sometimes, you know, like, Yeah, for sure. Like even with my first, I wanted to carry a baby term, but I had preeclampsia. Like I had the seizures and everything and they had to do an emergency C-section at nine weeks and I couldn't choose that really. (laughs) Yes. And I do want to insert here that it was not at nine weeks. It was nine weeks early. He came at 31 weeks. All right, back to the interview. Yes. And so that, then that became my passion is, Hey, it does not matter how your birth goes. It's transforming and it's a journey. And sometimes it's super hard, but it's the transforming process. And that, that is what I loved. Now, the other thing, so I, but I said in that bio is I am a doula and I, I do doula some births, but I don't very often because in all honesty, a lot of births happen at night and I love going to births. It's my favorite, but I'm not functional for the next few days. And, uh, my kids need me. So this is a way I could be involved in the birth world and sleep at night. So I coach in the afternoons and, uh, sleep at night while everybody's giving birth. So I do, I do get to do, I probably just only do like a couple births a year, but I still love that, but it's not, gotcha. not as taxing on the family then. So yeah. And you have a young family and lots of young kids at home and yes. lack of sleep is detrimental to me. So <laughs> I can understand I'm not as that. nice, you know, it just doesn't <laughs> work out as well. No, I love that though, because I feel like, and I actually talk about, cause you're more on the birth. I more talk about pregnancy, but I feel like the, the mental aspect of pregnancy being a journey can be overlooked. And like you say, if it doesn't go as planned, it can be really detrimental and really hard on our mental health. So do you want to talk a little bit about that journey, the transforming process? Yes, I I love that. Um, I'm actually going to, I want to share a thing about the labyrinth actually right now. Um, do you know the difference between a labyrinth and a maze? The labyrinth shifts. I don't know if that's the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in a maze, there's, there's one entrance and there's one exit. And as you're going through the maze, there's dead ends that you run into. And so then you've got to backtrack and go back around and find another way. And oh, sometimes another dead end. And you do that until you finally figure way out and you get to the other side. Well, a labyrinth is set up completely differently. There's one entrance and one exit. It's the same thing. And so as you move into a labyrinth, there's never a dead end. As long as you continue on the path, it may take twists and turns, but it will always eventually get you to the center. And sometimes in a labyrinth, 
like just Google one sometime and look it up and then and print it out and just try it. But there'll be times when you think you're going towards the center and it takes a twist and you're like, whoa, I'm going the wrong direction. I'm going totally back towards the the exit. But as long as you stay on the path, you will eventually get to that center point. And I feel like that's how it goes with pregnancy. And I feel like also as you start labor, that's a new labyrinth that you're stepping inside. And, you know, maybe it's one whole big labyrinth, but, but I feel like that is the process is sometimes it takes twists and turns like preeclampsia. I mean, that's a, a big twist, right? A big turn. But as you continue to move and you keep, you just don't sit down and stop, right? You like keep one step in front of the other, you will eventually get to that center point. And that to me is the beautiful journey of it all. Um, Things, like I said, with my birth, um, there are times births that there were times that it all went beautifully, but even in those that it went beautifully, there were still hard things, right? Like they were, there's still all of that. Um, there's one mama that I'm working right with right now, and she is a first time mom. And, uh, there's, there's part of that just opening up to, it's going to change. Like her whole world is going to change. It's been her and her husband, um, for four years, just the two of them. And now they're welcoming this new little baby girl in a couple months. And just the opening to that process and that transformation. But it's that way with your first baby. It's also that way with your second baby and your 10th baby. You know, like it's always a new opening to a new experience. Yeah, for sure. Because I I remember getting scared when I had my second baby because you're right. It's like there was just the three of us, my husband mm-hmm. and I and my son. And then it was like, after I have this baby, it's not ever going to be that anymore. Exactly. And I, I know I've been guilty of saying this before is, well, oh no, I will after it takes me like six weeks or six months, six months to get back to normal that get back to my old self. And, and now I'm like, no, you never get back to your old self. You're a new self. You're something different. I mean, it's, it's that butterfly transforming experience. Did you know, okay, random, random, another thing here, but, um, a caterpillar, when it goes into the chrysalis, it liquefies down to a liquid and then forms into the butterfly. Did you know that? I did not know that. It's That's so cool. cool. <laughs> it, it makes this like gel stuff in there. And honestly, that is how I feel birth. It really does just bring you down to your raw, vulnerable jelly form. I don't know. And then, <laughs> and as we let it, right, it becomes this transforming experience, even through hard things. I am a huge fan of, there is no right one way to birth. I mean, I remember at one point saying, oh, but you need a midwife and, and you need to figure out like epidurals are awesome. And if you want that, and if you don't, then this, and, but like, you needed to pick what you want and create that. And now I'm like, yes, definitely have an idea of what you want and choose a care provider that's in line with that. But have that in mind, right? But don't be so set on it. Be in, just be intentional about how you want to show up no matter what. And if that doesn't happen, I still want to show up no matter what. Like, this is how I want to show up and not just like everything's wrong in the world. And that's what happened with my second birth. I went in planning to go unmedicated. And I got to the hospital and was like, how soon can you give me the epidural? Like, and I just, <laughs> I felt like such a failure. And then there were other things that happened there. But I mean, that was the big thing is I was like, I did it wrong. And I didn't like, there's not a wrong way to birth. There's harder ways, right? But there's not a wrong way. It's your journey. It's yours. 
For sure. And I love that because after my third baby, I was similar to you on the second. I was wanting to go into that one, trying to go unmedicated and we went to the hospital and same thing. And, and that was hard on my mental state because I was, I was really planning, like hoping for that. And then I didn't, when you don't follow through on what you say you're going to, even if it's just to yourself, it can like really hurt and make you feel like, wow, I can't even do that. I'm less of a person. This is like, this is hard. So how would you encourage women to keep moving forward when it is hard or when it doesn't go as they had hoped it would? Well, I love to work with them before that, right? To sit down and really figure that out. Figure out what your center point of your labyrinth is. For me, my center point is that moment of holding the baby on my chest, right? Like mm. that, that to me got me through lots of stuff. I actually didn't know at the time because I didn't have this labyrinth concept at that point, but that has gotten me through or like a lot of my mamas that I work with, right? Like, and then they pick their own center point. But I remember one mom who was, and I actually attended this birth, um, but she was trying to have, um, she's trying to do a VBAC. She'd had a C-section on her first one, a pretty traumatic C-section for her. And, and she was trying for a VBAC. And I want you to know that team did everything they could for her not to have a, a VBAC right. Or, or not, excuse me, to ha- help her have a VBAC. Sorry. Mm. Um, but her center point was that moment of holding her baby. And it was probably one of the more powerful births I've ever been to. It was incredible. And while we're waiting there for her to go back to her C-section, she had her labyrinth all figured out and hers was holding her baby. And, um, and when she was doing that, she knew she had done everything she could possibly to have had that baby vaginally. And she also knew that she wanted a healthy baby. And that's, that's what it needed to be for her baby to be healthy. And as they wheeled her out of there, I just got chills thinking about this, that mama, like lifted her hand up in the air, like some warrior, like going to bed, you know, like I'm in. And she said, as we were sitting there waiting for them to take her back, um, it was not emergency at that point. It was just, Hey, this is what's necessary. Um, she said, I have never been so empowered by anything in my life. It was not the battle lost of like, Oh, and now I have to have a C-section. She's like, she was empowered by the whole experience. Her husband later was like, Kim, this was such a different experience from last time, both C-sections, totally different experience. And that was it. Like she had in her mind beforehand. Yes, this is what I desire, but this is also my goal. Get the baby here healthy and have me be healthy. Right? Like that was the goal. And she knew she had done everything that she possibly could. And, and she was the warrior mama. Like she was like all in and she got her experience of holding that baby on her chest. It was later than she wanted to. Right. But, but that was her moment. And she kept taking the steps on that labyrinth until she got there to hold that baby. So that's, that would kind of be my thing is work through that beforehand. What are you going to do if that doesn't work out? Okay. And if that doesn't work out, what are you going to do? Cause, cause crumbling down and not, I guess that is an option and just feeling like everything's gone bad and now everybody else is going to figure this out, but really just like, how am I going to be if it doesn't? And what am I going to do if that doesn't? So pick those expectations, but figure out a backup plan if they don't work. I love that. Pick, pick your expectations, but also be prepared that 
it's okay. And like, I like, I love how you said that she really focused on holding her baby on her chest. Like that was her, her almost visualization is what came to my mind. Like she was so centered and focused on that, that even though the birth didn't turn out the way she had hoped, she still was able to hold on to her, her center point, like you say, in the labyrinth and feel completely satisfied getting there, even though the path was a little different than she had thought. Exactly. Oh my gosh. She had done that mental work beforehand, but if not, what, but if not, and so she was kind of prepared. I mean, you can't prepare for everything that's going to go that happens at birth, but that's the thing. Yeah. But if, if not, how am I going to do? So it's, it's your same thing. It's like the mental head game that you can, can work through. Oh yes. And it makes a big difference when it comes to things like, especially things like this that are big and can be kind of daunting and hard to get through. <laughs> Huge. They're so big. Um, there I I'm my dad growing up taught everything through football. Like life was a game of football. And so he, every analogy he ever gave was football. And, <laughs> um, and so I, you know, football's great and all that, but I don't do that. But every analogy I give is birth. I'm like the, everything you need to learn in life, you can learn in birth. Like, there you go. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> so my poor kids get analogies of birth, right? I the love contractions it. of life. You've got to breathe through that, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> my poor children, they're going to be, my boys will be so ready for birth for their spouses. It'll be great. <laughs> I was going to say, so, they'll know how to support and help. Like, I got so. this. Right. <laughs> my mom was a little weird. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Oh, well, bless many of your family and many women who listen. So thank you. Do you have, before we close up, do you have any other advice that you want to offer for pregnant women or women who are about to birth? Any advice? Okay. Um, yes. My advice would be mama, be gentle with you. Like this is, this is your time to nurture and take care of you. And as we want other people to do for us, right. But they don't always do it just right, but just be gentle with you and your expectations of yourself and the whole process and just trust, right? Like trust your self, trust your body, trust your God, you know, like just oh, like lean into that with a trust feeling and just be gentle and give yourself lots of grace at this time of everything's different and changing and growing and all of those things. I think that would be my last bit of advice. Oh, I love that. And I do talk about grace a bit on my podcast because it's so important. We have a lot of expectations as moms of where we should be and what we should be doing and being during pregnancy. You have to let some of those go and give yourself grace. Like 98% of them, let them go. Right. Right. (laughs) So like, survival mode (laughs) yes just yes yeah it really is I love that be gentle with yourselves mama so Mm -hmm. Kim is so amazing and if you've had a traumatic first birth and are pregnant again or wanting to be pregnant again Kim can really help you with that mental work she also has um, a free offer on her website which is seven simple steps to less stress about birth and this like it's a really valuable resource with the seven steps or with seven steps that you can take today to feel more peace about your birth. And if you're unsure, I would encourage you to start there, do those seven steps. And then 
I think I seen on your website this morning that you can even schedule right on your website if that's absolutely what they desire. Schedule a, a just a free little consult on there, or just email me. Email me. You could email me. Um, do will my email be available? It's just Kim at KimTannerCoaching.com. Email me and ask a question if you have one. I'm available. I'm happy to answer any questions, or or we can jump on a call and talk about it. But yeah, those seven steps. If you have any questions about them, ask me. I'm here. Yeah, that's how I found her is through her website and through her email and she does respond. <laughs> so <laughs> I will put her email in the show notes for you guys as well. And thank you for being on here, Kim. I really feel like you gave us a lot of good analogies and um, ways to really think about the mental aspect of having our births go better, even when they're not as planned. Awesome. Hey, thank you. Thanks for the work you're doing. When I listen to your podcast, I just, you're doing a great, great work in the world. So thanks. Mama's you're, with you. So oh, you're you. so kind. You're doing. <laughs> All right. We'll chat again sometime soon. Sounds great. Have a good one. You too. Kim is amazing. If you guys have mental baggage from past pregnancies and you need help unraveling it so that you can have better a better mental um, outlook for your pregnancy, look into Kim. She is amazing and I am so grateful that she was willing to come on the show to share some of her light and inspiration with you. All of her information will be in the show notes and If anything, thank you for applying what you learn. You are amazing. Keep it up, Mama. Until next time. Thank you for being a part of the Positive in Pregnancy and Motherhood podcast. For listening, for sharing, and most of all, for applying these tools into your own life to improve your own happiness so that you can find your own better thoughts for a better you in a positive pregnancy, in losing that stubborn baby weight and becoming the mom you desire to be through taking small steps in thought and action to reach your goals. If you are a mother who has an inner desire to enjoy motherhood and pregnancy better, but you are having difficulty figuring it out, I can help you. I can help you find the small, doable steps without drastic changes to your everyday mom life. Reach out, let's connect, and let's see you move forward. My name is Jocelyn, and I thank you for listening. Until next time. If you want to find more positivity during pregnancy, I can help you. I have created a mini course called the Positive Pregnancy Program, where I can help you in short segments, two to six minutes, to help you find more positive thoughts during your pregnancy, to help you have a better outlook on pregnancy, and to help you find the pregnancy glow. If you are interested in that, the link is in the show notes. Please look into it and see if it is a right fit for you to help you find more positivity during this pregnancy. Thanks, Mama. You are amazing.